tuning into Podcast Garage with Brian and Jane. It's me, Brian, here with my co-host, Jane. Hello, I'm Jane. I am much more low energy than Brian. <laughs> everybody is i uh <laughs> i do acting exercises before i hit the microphone every time <laughs> oh god this is this is going to hit on a theme for this episode is you having expertise <laughs> and preparation jane is jane is quickly learning that i have a lot of hobbies and weird skills <laughs> <laughs> which apparently really helps when you're making podcasts I guess so, yeah. Um, I went to a liberal arts college, and I just took that philosophy uh, into literally everything I do in my life. <laughs> At least that's like what I like to say, as opposed to have crippling ADHD. Uh, I, two things can be true. Maybe you went to the liberal <laughs> arts college because of the crippling ADHD. You know what? It does line up with a lot, that and a lot of my friends. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so this is uh, the podcast garage where we answer your questions about podcasting and we do our best to to fix them for you uh, based only on your descriptions uh we do not want clips of it so no examples it, no examples just vibes but technical vibes we're gonna vibe uh, back and forth <laughs> and that will hopefully fix whatever's fucked up with your podcast yeah exactly we've got the crystals arranged it's all good <laughs> Um, all right, so, uh, we have, first up, should we, uh, wait, we should have, we, uh, maybe say a little about, like, where people can find our stuff, like, oh, yeah, yeah, probably need to do a real intro, I was, my brain was <laughs> like, yeah, we're doing, uh, we're doing car talk, and of course they know where we're at, we're on NPR right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, where can people find you, Jane? Tell uh, them hi. about you, <laughs> tell everybody about you. <laughs> I will do that. Hi, I'm Jane. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, I can usually be, fa be found on the uh, Percy Jackson reread podcast, Unwise Girls, which I do with my good friend Jacqueline, uh, which you can find on Twitter at Unwise Girls and uh, on podcast platforms also as that. Brian, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on a whole bunch of places on the internet. Uh, if you want to follow my my Twitter, uh, mine and one of my show's Twitters, it's at RoomwarePod. Uh, that is for the Twitter for the podcast, The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends, where uh, we're currently playing uh, in the world of Elder County, Tennessee. It is a, um, a we're playing the Urban Shadows game uh, set in the fictional world of Urban County, Ten or Urban, of Elder County, Tennessee. In the fake state of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> the entire state of Ohio. Um, <laughs> where you, where we uh, are currently dealing with um, horrific issues like um, a, a vampire-led mining corporation, um, an el like a, a, a development company ruled by an eldritch cult, uh, some pro-labor werewolves and uh just a bunch of like just a bunch of vibes um <laughs> you can also find me on dumb kids playing hero where i play dante voigt that is a a actual play podcast uh playing idiot teenagers with a death wish an animorphs inspired uh game where we have uh just left canon so far behind that it is just a speck on the horizon for us 
Uh, and you can also find me on Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. We are approaching our final uh, season of that as we move into the movie and Steven Universe future. We I don't know when this is coming out, so you need to go back and listen to our episode where we um, <laughs> watch Steven Universe the movie um, because our guest is Hamish Steele, the creator of Dead and Paranormal Park currently on Netflix. I I see. <laughs> like, you got a high-profile guest. We, the nope, problem is that nope we, we got the one high-profile guest because <laughs> of somebody knew somebody <laughs> that's one more than we've had the, the dream is to get rick ryden to eventually come onto this podcast uh but we have uh the problem is that we keep analyzing his books properly and being like hey this is kind of racist so i don't think his pr people will ever let that happen uh yeah that's fair you can always find like i feel like you can always find somebody in the periphery who could come uh-huh. on um like um Maybe like, I don't know if Percy Jackson has in graphic novels or maybe somebody working on the new television show. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe getting like an extra or a stage hand on. Yeah, yeah. Or like, honestly, even like a like a designer or something like that. A lot of those people are usually pretty willing to talk. This is great. We're getting into the advice already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how how I get guests on podcasts. Uh, uh, for one, I offer to pay them. <laughs> that that greases the wheels a lot. I imagine that doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, and uh, the and just kind of go for people because we uh, on Gay Space Rocks we've had a lot of professional wrestlers uh, because right. August and I are very into pro wrestling, <laughs> and we've had a lot of drag queens. Uh, in Me- particular, we've had the drag queen from the meme. This is the this is the world. Uh, liberals want and she was pretty great <laughs> um we didn't know that's who we booked until she got on the podcast she's like yeah i'm that person i'm like holy shit <laughs> truly um, incredible truly okay so uh our first question uh it comes from izzy uh also kind of coming in on behalf of um Dirk as well, uh, just kind of recording it for Dirk. And let's take a listen here. Uh, is there a way to make editing not suck, capital N, capital S? Because good lord, it sure do suck. How the fuck do I make my audio sound good and, you know, clear like other people have it? Because I can't figure it out. How do I cut out like background noise, you know, like background hum from devices or my air conditioning stuff like that without making the audio sound bad like what are the settings that i have to do for that um i use audacity and i one and bad at looking for tutorials because a lot of them are video tutorials and i kind of look at them look at my audio look at them and go no so i need it like explained how do I make my audio not sound bad? <laughs> and I don't know if I should have any like external things for controlling my microphone or anything like that so that just recording sounds good. So, you know, whatever advice you got. What Izzy's looking for is to like strategies for making podcast editing suck less. <laughs> uh, and also general like seeming like general tips on how to make things sound good. Um, I'm going to try and when I talk about things, I'm going to try and stick to uh, things that you can acquire that's built into whatever software you're going to get. Uh-huh. Uh, but I might recommend some paid 
uh, plugins because they're really useful. And also, I don't if you can just find the plugins somewhere for free, you know, go for that. <laughs> if you could engage in the whole trying before buying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, given some of these people who make like, you know, who make these things. They're not big. Not every one of the these plugins comes from a big company. And also, you can find a lot of good free plugins. Uh-huh. Like, that's, you know, they, they exist. Uh, it's just, like, sometimes their their user interfaces are not as good. Um, so I, I would like to recommend uh, something mm-hmm. first. Yeah, go for uh, it. Which, which I, I find a lot of success with. Uh, and that is when you start recording, uh, sit on your goddamn hands. <laughs> it, if we, if we go back to crippling ADHD that we mentioned earlier, uh, for a long time while editing like the bonus episodes of Unwise Girl, I had a problem where like uh, I would sit down, I would record, I would think, oh yeah, we did a good job this episode. Sit down to edit it. Hey, what the fuck is that clicking sound? Oh, I was playing with a piece of Lego throughout the entire episode, sometimes while I was talking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is uh... my genuine advice. Sit on your hands. <laughs> My my general advice is to so that that works really so that's extremely important. Like the the first thing to getting a good sounding podcast, like step one is the best post production that you can have in the world is good pre production because mm-hmm. you're you're what you get out is directly related to what you put in. And that's a prevention, pound of cure, etc. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you have like that also should not be a barrier for you getting into a thing? If you're thinking about starting a podcast and you're like, well, I don't have the right equipment. Fuck that noise. Do whatever. But when I started the room where it happened, the reason it's called what it is is because a Hamilton was popular and I thought the SEO would be good. And it turns out that that was actually a nightmare and it was a poor decision in the in the long run. So don't do that. That's <laughs> don't name your podcast after a Hamilton thing. Yeah, it was fucking nice. Well, then they then the book came out, and then uh, I got so we got added so much on Twitter. Um, when I started the room where it happened, the reason it's called that is because we were recording. I was recording my actual like game, like uh-huh. our weekly game. I was like, I think we could probably turn this into a podcast, and so I just brought microphones to it. And it was literally just two microphones in a room with six people. Now, that was a lot of clever pointing of microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, but those first 10 episodes sound like dog shit. <laughs> they're oh, legible, no. but they're not ideal. But I knew that they weren't going to be ideal. You've just got to, like, lean into what your limitations are and turn your limitations into a feature. Don't try and make something that you can't make with the tools that you have. Make what you have and lean into those aspects. So if, for example, you had a shitty recording setup where you have a blue snowball uh, with, like, a sock over a thing as a pop filter on top of, like, two tubs of chocolate, uh, what you do is you'd start a podcast advice thing with someone and position yourself as the person who doesn't know shit, thus taking advantage (laughs) of the fact that you don't know shit. You can get great audio out of something like that. I have used... Uh, I would suggest not a sock. I would suggest pantyhose instead for a pop filter. Oh, it is, a, it is a pantyhose. Oh, thank. Okay, good. Yeah, if you're making a pop filter at home, pop filter, okay, some basic things that you need when you're starting recording. You need a microphone, uh-huh. the best microphone that you can get your hands on. 
you can get a blue a blue snowball sounds fine. Is it the best sounding microphone in the world? No. Does it sound good? Does it sound conventionally good? Yes. Can you get them for almost nothing? <laughs> a lot of times used. Yeah, you can. I have seen blue snowballs in pawn shops for $15. Jesus, wait, hang on. I paid like 50 quid for this. <laughs> These are used. Actually, if you're in the U.S., go to shopgoodwill.com and uh, <laughs> you will find I have bought blue yetis for $20 on shopgoodwill.com. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buy used. Uh Get a pop filter. If you want to buy one off of Amazon, go for it. If you you can make a pretty serviceable pop filter by taking coat hanger, bending it into a circleish shape, stretching a pantyhose over it, and putting it in front of your microphone. Here's one that I prepared earlier that I'm talking into now. <laughs> it works like a fucking charm. I've used that to record albums. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> when uh, our pop filter, we couldn't find it, or it was broken, or what have you. Uh-huh. But use the best equipment that you have, because that will get you the best results in the end. But also be realistic about your results. If it doesn't sound perfect, that's okay. People will listen to it as long as it sounds okay-ish. As long as you can make out what the fuck people are saying. Yeah, as as long as it's legible. And you can get legible using a lot of stuff. So how do you make your podcast sound good? You want to reduce your background noise. If for some, like... And don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to get where it's going to be bad. But like turning off your air conditioner, turning off fans, turning off heaters or anything that's going to make like low level noise in the room. Great. Uh, Record in the smallest space you can get into Uh, (laughs) because that will reduce room reflections and it will sound more like you're inside of a booth. Interesting. So what I, I should consider like trying to record by like climbing under my desk. Yeah, or it doesn't necessarily have to be under your desk. If you have a closet. I do have a closet. Open the closet, point, uh, put your microphone directly in front of the clothes, and then talk at it like that because that will prevent back reflections from happening. It's basically oh, like using a, a, a fake fake uh, vocal booth. Yeah, because that'd be like soundproofing. Yeah. Oh shit! Now is is it the like it's not the ideal way to do that? But honestly, we're podcasts. When people talk about certain things, they don't really apply to what this is. You don't need to have like oh the frequency roll off of your clothing is going to fuck that noise. You're just talking <laughs> to a goddamn microphone. Like as long as uh-huh. it sounds legible, people are going to listen to it. I have heard you know I've heard more than enough comparisons of like six hundred mic- dollar microphones versus one hundred dollar microphones to know that like. They sound better, but they don't sound like the average person is never going to notice that sort of shit. As long yeah, as it's, it's like anything with technology, where like at, at any point, at, at a certain point, you were going to hit a point of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could get like a brand new graphics card that does like 4K RTX 120 frames per second on this game, but like 1080p 60 FPS is the most that anyone will ever need for anything. Yeah. And it looks good. I mean, uh, um, Shaden's kid. Um, he, I have built him. I built him a computer, and it just uh-huh. runs 1080p. He has a great time at it. Now, given I have a fancier graphics card, my computer, but also <laughs> I was I'm been getting more into video editing, so I bought the graphics card to do to be able to render those videos and not like turtle speed. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, to take that was more people who would use it to mine crypto, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I want is just like, I want to watching the graphics, watching graphics card prices fall because of the crypto merger has been. The, the, it's so funny. It's very good. It feels real good. Um, but yeah, so make sure your environment sounds as good as you can make it. It doesn't need to be perfect. Even if it doesn't sound perfect, you will eventually get there. Part of it is dialing in an ear, too. Um, mm-hmm. I also suggest when you're doing editing, you need to put a noise gate on there. Uh, I have a particular noise gate setting um, that I like to use that I saved as a preset and I apply it to everything. You're going you're literally hearing it right now. So <laughs> as you're okay, hearing this, this is. I'm talking to the audience. You're not hearing it. Um. <laughs> I'm simply the audience standing here. Of course, I know what this is. Uh, but could you explain for anyone who doesn't know what a noise gate is? Yeah. A noise gate is basically like a volume triggered v- uh, volume knob. So right. it looks for like an input trigger over a certain threshold. So if your voice is X amount loud, it will turn off. And if it's X amount quiet, it will turn on. And when it turns on, it just cuts the sound. Right, okay. So that stop you from, like, blowing out your mic? Yeah, well, not really. It will, it will let loud shit through. It does not stop top, like, stuff from hitting the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it just tur- cuts off, like, if you have humming or, like, there's, like, a low-level, like, like, kind of wind noises or just shit in the back and I'll, it's really helpful i find uh if you're listening to somebody's track and they've got noise bleed it's super useful for that oh yeah yeah um so you don't like that's how i sp- this is also how to make editing suck less you automate more of it because mm-hmm. the noise gate cuts out all the little background noises that i would normally have to go in and manually edit out like say um, someone fiddling with a bit of lego now sometimes it'll be sometimes it's too because you've gotta you've gotta ride the line because you don't want it to be the threshold to be too high because otherwise it'll start cutting people's voices off unnaturally. Yeah. And you can tweak settings like that. Um when I actually never mind, I'm not gonna put I, I've realized that we've got to submit this to itch.io. Uh I was like, in the podcast description, I'll have a link to a tutorial. I won't because <laughs> there won't be one. Um, <laughs> oh god. Um, you can just but, simply uh, say the link out loud phonetically. <laughs> HTTPS. Uh, <laughs> oh no! You know we'll make it easy on them. I'll turn it into a bitly. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, whatever editing software you use, just look over for voiceover noise gate on YouTube, and they'll tell you what the settings are. Just set your settings to match that. Hit save as a preset, and then you're fu- you never have to fucking worry about this shit ever again. Um, Gonna write that down. My other suggestion for making uh, podcast editing suck less is this is going to be a controversial take. Okay, you need to stop using Audacity. <laughs> Fuck you! I will never stop using Audacity. <laughs> um, now, given this comes from a person who's never used Audacity, really, like not in any length of time, I learned how to do editing on sound through uh, a DAW, a digital audio workstation. Interesting. Um, a DAW is basically, uh, and 
to be per- to be fair, Audacity is a DAW. Like it just is n- is the paint version of DAWs. <laughs> Um, That's not to say that it's bad. It's a great free tool, but it does have, and you can do a lot in it, but it has limitations and the workflow is not ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose the thing is that I am like, I'm in Plato's allegory of the cave. mm -hmm. My my entire reality is the shadow puppet of audacity being projected before me. (laughs) I do not, I do not know if there is a way to make the workload suck less. What I would suggest is try try it out. Um, I always my go to the one that the the software that I love to use is called Reaper. It is not free, but it's basically free. You do have to unlock him in the uh, Overwatch Two Battle Pass. Yeah, uh, it does not come for whatever reason. One of the like f- characters of the game not <laughs> not unlocked. Um, but when you do, you're going to have non destructive plugins. Um, <laughs> Reaper is Nagware. Uh, you install it after your 30-day free trial. Uh, it just yells at you every time you open the software. It's like, hey, do you want to pay us money? And you're like, no. And it's like, all right. Oh, it's like WinRAW. Yeah, it's very much like that. Uh, now, I paid, I eventually paid Reaper because, like, I'm, when I was using the software for, like, 10 hours a week, I'm like, you know what? They've earned my money. <laughs> <laughs> but I used it for three years without paying them. Uh-huh. And it's great. It's great software. And when I say like it's Nagware, I mean you. It's fully featured, no matter what. Like whether you pay for it or not, you get every fucking feature of this software. And it is I extremely see. powerful software that I would put up against like Adobe Audition or Pro Tools. I think it's just as powerful, and it's frankly more stable than both of those. God, that is that is an incredible long con that they're running. Is mm-hmm. they people, make real they make a really good piece of software, rely on people using it for years, and that means that it gets so annoying that they decide to pay you. Yeah. Well, I just felt guilty eventually. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, they're you know, they're so cool about it. I mean, given they would prefer for you to pay it instead of using it forever, but they also, you know, they know that at the end of the day, like if you're going to you're either gonna use the software for 30 days and then go pirate Pro Tools, um, <laughs> or or you're eventually going to become their customer. And I think, you know, it's, they seem like they're pretty, you know, okay. Like, you know, I don't know their business practices or whatever, but I know they're not like audacity and stealing my fucking information. <laughs> oh, I, That's my- when I downloaded audacity on this, like on a new computer that I got recently, the first thing I did was I uh, went into my settings and like manually disabled its ability to access the internet. <laughs> Yeah, that's another reason I would suggest not using Audacity is because it's actively <laughs> mining your information. So but again, you, know, you can just stop it from you can't disable the that. internet. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Brian coming in after the recording to realize that he didn't fully answer Izzy's question. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Uh, one of the other reasons why I would highly suggest Reaper or another full feature DAW similar to Reaper is that you will have access to being able to create a master chain. A master chain is the ability to basically put plugins at the very end of everything that affects all of your, all of your channels. Um, what I do in my master chain is I have a pretty simple one. I have a thing to remove plosives, which is like popped peas and such like. Your pop filter is going to catch a lot of that, but sometimes it doesn't, so it's nice to have a backup there. I have an equalizer in my master chain that has 
a little bit of a I cut off the sub frequencies. I put a high pass filter in um, that cuts everything off below 60 hertz. And I have a little bit of a cut like I, I cut out a very small amount of the kind of high mids at the 2140 hertz range. Um, I also have a um, de-esser that is in my ma the my uh, master chain that basically prevents like sizzly s's and such like and then finally is a plugin that i highly suggest you get it's called broadcast processor um it is a free compressor limiter it's a multi-band compressor limiter uh and spatial image processor and basically what it does is it just slams the ever-living fuck out of your audio it uh, squashes the holy goddamn out of it, but it's very similar to the uh, sort of compressing and limiting that would have been applied, that would be applied to radio. And I love to use it. You're hearing it right now. I think it really pumps the audio up and gives it that sparkle that sounds like a professional, um, professional production. So those are uh, a couple of tips on how to like push things up from me. Now uh, back to me. My final tip for, like, making editing suck less is uh, you just kind of got to let some stuff go. If it's if it's too stressful to, like, do a whole lot of super minute detail editing, mm -hmm. just don't do it. <laughs> Most people don't notice, like, uhs, ums, things like that. I leave them in on a lot of shows that I do. Now, those are my personal shows. Those are not shows that I edit for money. If somebody's uh, paying me money and they're like, I want every goddamn um taken out of this show, I'm like, all right, yes, yes, um. You got to clarify like, <laughs> that for legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, but for, like, the shows that I edit, I leave that in because I like that. I like space. Now, given if there's, like, a 30-second pause or whatever, I do edit that out. Um, but I, you know, I leave a lot of things in. You're probably listening to me saying a lot of ums right now, <laughs> audience, <laughs> audience listener, because I leave that in because I, it, it, I like naturalistic speech. Uh -huh. uh, the other thing is do don't focus on it too much, because when you focus on it too much, it becomes overwhelming and also you fiddle with it a little bit much. Now, this is advice I have more for music than I do for podcasts. Uh, because you're not doing a whole lot of like finessing of a podcast as long as if it sounds good it sounds good well i i've got this damn pat i just <laughs> fucking i get audacity up in one tab set the podcast going uh boot up stellaris in a different tab and tab back whenever i hear someone fuck up that is that is a hundred percent my suggestion <laughs> if you like it now you know given that may not work for everybody i don't know what you're you know, the way that you divide your attention is a hundred percent the way you divide your attention, but having uh, something the fuck else to do makes you focus way less on all the little things in the podcast. And it makes you way less stressed out to do it. It does make you go significantly less insane. I can, I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so that would be my basic editing rules. Also, uh, you might want to throw, if somebody has a really super low voice, you, want to throw a little bit of EQ on it to take off this super lows because it clears up the way it clears up the sound, but that's, that's it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, so yeah, 
there you go. That's basic. That was a quick, concise 27 minute explanation on how to get your uh, uh, podcast to sound good. So we got five questions to go. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, a lot of these are less. That is a lot of these are less detail, like are less focused because they're less general. So uh-huh. yeah. um, next up, we have Sabrina, who has some questions about uh, soundboard soundboards. Hello, I'm Sabrina Ray, and I have a podcast called Okushna Podcast Anime with Friends, and I have a question about podcasting. Say you're doing a show, and you know you just did a gag, and you want to incorporate a sound effect, like a bell ringing or a buzzer sounding, but your audience, the people you're talking to, your co-hosts or your guests can't hear the sound because you don't have a soundboard going to create it live as you're doing it. Like, what's a good technique for doing that in order to make it feel like everybody could hear the sound and is reacting naturally to the sound? It feels like maybe that's an impossible task, but I have to ask. Okay, so right off the bat, my advice for this if you want a soundboard without a soundboard, you gotta you gotta put in the work. If you want an elephant trumpeting sound after someone says something dumb, uh, you have to be recording in a zoo and you have to smack that elephant on the ass and make it trumpet whenever someone says something dumb. Yeah, you've gotta be you've gotta be like true to the art of podcasting. Because <laughs> once you've mastered all these audio techniques that Brian was telling you about before, uh, it'll sound crisp and clean. It'll sound so much better than a soundboard. Mm-hmm. True, it, it will be, and like people will know. It's like watching, you know, it's like watching Obi Wan versus watching Andor. Like one yes. of those was filmed on location, and you can fucking tell. <laughs> and one of those is you and McGregor stumbling around in a pile of sand they put in a room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, I think the easiest, like, so I think Sabrina's real concern is like the like they want the other people on the show to be able to hear it. Uh-huh. I think that's the real sticking point. Cause obviously you can just edit fucking sounds in and post yeah. like that's not, you know, um, here is what I think. So if you're recording in, I'm going to assume that you're probably your call is in discord. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. I'm still using Skype. Okay. I think you can still do this with Skype as well. This, when you share your screen, I'm with lying. Skype, Nobody uses Skype. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So as long as whatever your call software is allows you to share your screen and when you share your screen, it allows you to use sound. I mm-hmm. think we're, we're, we're golden here uh, because there's just like a bunch of online soundboards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, see. I just see. Googled, I Googled online soundboard and the first one that came up was podcastsoundboard.com. <laughs> that sounds useful. Yeah. I didn't make one. I don't know how it works. Uh you can find a lot of, I mean, there's just like a soundboard that has like a whole bunch of shit. And I would suggest just uh, sharing your screen with the other people who are in the podcast. And then they mm-hmm. can, add, they, they can go away from it, but like you have your buttons and everything set up and you just click your fucking buttons and, and go. Uh, Genius. Seems like the easiest solution to me. I know the podcast soundboard one has MIDI implementation, so I think you can set it up to, like, if you have a MIDI keyboard or something like that, you can, like, hit a button on the keyboard and it will play a specific sound. That sounds way more complicated. 
then um, myinstance.com, which is just like a bunch of buttons that with sounds on them. <laughs> yeah, I would say the button route is probably easier to go down when you are like in the middle of recording something with like five people or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of free, there's a lot of options. And I think the easiest way to get everybody on the same page with it is just share your, like, if you're the one who's generating the sounds, if no one else is generating the sounds, then I think just share your screen and uh, share your screen in Discord. Or actually, you've got to share specifically the window in Discord, because if you Uh do screen share in Discord, it doesn't transfer audio. I don't know why Discord does that. Um, But share the window. And every time you hit the button, they'll hear a wacky noise. The end. <laughs> now, this this doesn't work if you are using multiple soundboards, which is what I do recommend. I think everybody should be mashing like eight different buttons at any one time. Yeah, it should sound That's like the, a... The optimum Sonic experience. Yeah. It, what you need to do is go out to Target, um, get that <laughs> awful looking cat keyboard, <laughs> uh, and then slice that audio just hold it up to the microphone also another funny option you could do is just hold your phone up to the to the microphone and play the sounds that sounds like a nightmare in post but also could be fun (laughs) see what you need to do in that case is not use an actual soundboard on your phone get like a youtube playlist of like little sound effects that you want (laughs) and you fuck around on it and like click on the wrong one and like after you hit the one you want it auto plays to the next one and maybe there's an advert as well yeah exactly uh Probably just use the soundboard website. <laughs> yeah, some some free, uh, some other uh, semi-related advice. If you're looking for sound effects, just type the sound effect name into YouTube. And then in a second tab, type YouTube to MP3. Uh, and then just take those sound effects from YouTube. Because I do that way too often. Uh, you, you need to cut out the middleman in this process. You just keep OBS <laughs> open. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm stealing stuff off YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh let's see i think we're next up is august who is having issues with uh wildly fluctuating volumes inside of their track how do i deal with wildly fluctuating volume levels beyond what a vocal writer plugin can handle wildly fluctuating level mm-hmm. the best way to combat this is to randomly move back and forward in front of your microphone it's true and if you do that <laughs> enough times it's just going to kind of average out and it'll sound fine <laughs> Yeah, you just law of averages. Uh, you got to know yourself. Like if you're going to be loud, you got to got to move away. If you're going to be quiet, you got to move close. Yeah. Um, don't don't sit at an average distance from the microphone at all. <laughs> not one time. Do not get repeatable results. Absolutely not. You should not be able to replicate it for the next episode. My honestly, so one thing August mentions in there is a vocal writer, uh, which is probably not known to like most people. A uh, vocal writer is a plugin that I specifically turned August on to. Uh, ah, I see. It's from Waves, and what it is is it's like an automatic um, volume knob. Like it's it's like somebody literally turning the fader up and up and down. So if it's quiet, it pushes it up. If it's loud, it brings the volume knob down. So to be clear, what you did was you gave August this plugin. Mm-hmm. It caused problems, and then August sends in a question for our advice podcast. This is a good fucking hustle you've got going on. Yeah, like it's a solid racket. Uh, <laughs> but probably the issue that August is running into is the reason I like to use Vocal Writer is because it's a 
light touch version of a different thing. So what you would normally do is you would just use compression. Just use compression. Use a compressor. Mm-hmm. Um, what a compressor does is it literally it squashes uh, it squashes your um, it squashes your audio. So it'll push your lows way up. It, yeah. Uh, and when I say lows, I mean like low volume stuff, not your low frequencies. My bad. That probably yeah. should be but it pushes your low volume stuff way up and you can keep the, the loud stuff from clipping by using a limiter. And it, so a limiter is pushes all your high volume stuff way down and it'll squash the thing into the middle. I don't really like the way that those sound, but sometimes they're extremely fucking useful. If somebody's just like screaming all over the goddamn place. Yeah. And then whispering, uh, especially consistently across a track. Now, Whatever program you're using to edit audio is going to have a compressor limiter built into it. That is just like a basic fucking thing uh, that is built into basically every audio editing software. Where I don't have any good advice on where your settings need to be because it's really dependent on what your input sounds like. Again, this uh, is this is the vibes based part of this show. Yeah, you just kind of got to feel it out. N- Start some if if you're in a program that has presets, just find a preset that sounds about right and then tweak knobs from there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my suggestion. Uh, that is also another reason why I suggest not using Audacity is um, non-destructive plugins. And so when I say non-destructive plugins, for people who know how do don't usually use Audacity, when you apply an effect in Audacity like compressor limiter, reverb, uh, a noise gate, anything like that. It like processes the whole track and does the thing. Yeah. In every other DAW, it runs that effect in real time and you can edit it in real time. Ooh, I see. (laughs) So, and you can just go back and like, if you're like, oh, this sounds like shit, you can just take it off immediately and it like, it's so much faster. And I don't have to hit undo if I've like accidentally amplified an entire track and sit there for 20 seconds twiddling my thumbs. Correct. You just turn off whatever the effect is that you did. And I am I am so t- convinced against Audacity, I may just close it right now. <laughs> just fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just use a comp- compressor limiter is the thing that you want to use. If you're having a lot of problems with somebody being uh, really, really quiet and... but they like you know off and on like if they're talking in normal volume but then they're do this is the problem i run in a lot of times if somebody like has a speaking voice and then they have a character voice and when Mm -hmm. they do the character voice the character is like much more timid than they are so they physically lower their volume that's an issue (laughs) so i use compressors to push that up um be aware that when you push the low volumes up, you will probably get more noise. So that is just like a, that is a, you've, you've got to ride the line to figure out like how much noise you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the basic bitch heretical version of this that uh, I, I run into a lot is just, I mean, Audacity's uh, amplification function genuinely works better than you think it does. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can get, fairly faint audio and get it fairly audible but that does come with a trade-off of like you will hear the fucking car that's outside the house now yeah and noise gates will work for that uh if you're using a, a soft like if you're using software that allows you to like install like plugins 
let me tell you, the best money that you're going to spend on plugins is for the, um, the, oh, what is it? Who makes this? Uh, RX. Okay, Isotope. So Isotope has a uh, plugin set called, uh, like, the RX suite. It's currently at RX10. Um, mm -hmm. It has a noise reducer, vocal noise reducer, I use so often, and it's a fucking godsend. It doesn't do anything that you couldn't do with, like, a bunch of fancy EQs, uh, but it does it automatically, and I don't have to do any work. <laughs> that does sound basso. Uh, now RX 10 is expensive. It is, um, it is standard version of it is $200. <laughs> Again, though, you might be Ooh. able to find it somewhere for cheaper or free. <laughs> might be an older version of it. <laughs> we all know that the optimal way to get hold of this software is to uh, physically sever a fiber optic cable and siphon the data directly. Yeah, you you've got to like you've got to suck on the end of the cable first. It's like a gas it's like gasoline, but just, uh, <laughs> collect <laughs> but it'll, the light it'll start in a coming out. Yeah, but yeah, compressor limiter that is your your best friend. Uh, if you're looking, if you're software already has presets in it just kind of find a preset that will they'll be named something so find one that kind of sounds similar to what you what you're uh -huh. experiencing if that fails uh just again type in vocal compressor limiter whatever your software is on youtube and you'll probably find a tutorial for it yeah there is like a reaper mania is like a youtube channel on reaper the guy has the weirdest vocal cadence but he has a fucking uh tutorial for literally anything you want to do inside of reaper <laughs> unfortunately no amount of uh, audio fucking around can fix a weird cadence believe me i've tried <laughs> yeah you cannot edit that shit out <laughs> okay uh next up is andrew who is having issues with time alignment andrew who uh andrew of the podcast minds who is uh graciously hosting us on his feed for this uh true 100 yeah. ep 100th episode celebration Mm-hmm. So shout outs to Podcast Minds, Riley and Andrew. Hey gang, uh longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I wanted to write in with my own issue. Um, I've been doing a podcast for a long time, like a hundred-ish episodes of two different shows. These are two shows with two different co-hosts, and I edit both of them. And as I've been editing, I've noticed a problem uh that is in happening in both shows, which is when we get to the end of the episode, my track seems like it speeds up just a little bit. At some point as I'm editing and listening, it sounds like I start interrupting all of my co-hosts a lot sooner than I normally would. And uh, at the end of my sentences, there's just a bit of a gap before my co-host uh, keeps going with what they were saying. Um I don't think I turn into an asshole late into every recording and just start stepping on everyone's toes. So I think that there's some kind of technical issue at play, but I have no idea what could cause it. Anyways, if you think you can help, I would love, I, I would love it. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. This is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, I've, I've had this kind of thing before where I have like me syncing up the audio at the start of an episode was just a little bit off. And I spent an entire editing session thinking, oh God, what the fuck was wrong with me? I keep interrupting my co-hosts. <laughs> and I like even I even messaged her and was like, uh, I'm sorry, was I interrupting you a lot? 
And at which point she was like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? So I I managed to gaslight myself by having this problem into believing that I was more of an asshole than I am. This is the dangers of podcasting. You hear your own voice. You're not designed to hear your own voice this much. We're flying too close to the sun. We're back in um, the cave. The cave is echoing and we don't like what we hear. <laughs> Um, I mean, I feel like the simple advice is that, like, yeah, Andrew, you do turn into an asshole. <laughs> um, no, actually, I know what is happening here because it drives me nuts on a regular fucking basis. So, oh, really? Yeah. So when you actually aligning the speech for actual play podcasts is very complicated because when like for two people, you can kind of fudge it into place. Uh-huh. Um, for six people, you cannot fudge. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is I use a backup. I use a multi-track backup program um, inside the Discord called Craig. He's a bot. He's a little bear who comes and records your. He's shit. listening to us right now. It's true. Uh, and what he does is he records every track. I align every. What I do is I download the Craig backup. I put the Craig backup into Reaper. I download all of the source audio from folks. I put that into Reaper, and then I align all of the waveforms because Craig is perfectly aligned. Because he records it all at the same time. I align all of the waveforms up against Craig. This still does not prevent drift. And here Uh is why. Clock speeds on computers are different. So they're Mm -hmm. physically recording the audio at different rates. Oh. (laughs) Um, At least, so there's a very detailed scientific explanation about this. I'm a dumb bitch and don't know it. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, the, but from what I can gather, it's like clock speeds or the, the like fidelity rate at which you record causes the, the alignment issues. And the reason Craig will always be right is because he's recording it all at the same time through all through basically the same source. Like functionally with Craig, it's like you're all sitting in the same room recording audio into the same source. Yeah. And the real problem is when you're recording audio into different sources, they're going to track the audio at different rates, just minute rates that you would not notice normally. But when you like when you stretch it out over long periods of time, the little bit of alignment drift adds up quickly. And so you fall out of time. Now, is there a solution to this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For years, this has been plaguing me. Uh, and what, cause the problem is it's me who, and I, I, Andrew is, uh, experiencing literally the same thing that I experience. I'm the one who's off all the time. Um, but it's probably because I'm the one who's, because everyone else's audio is probably actually off. It's just like less off than I am because I am at, at maybe a faster rate or something like that than they are. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand again. It, it's complicated science and I'm a dumb bitch. I'm, I'm so disappointed. I was looking forward to you, like explaining your solution to this and then be mm-hmm. saying that like, you know, this, this is, if you're recording a podcast around a black hole and time dilation is fucking up your computer's clock, this is how you deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you, but- you splice it and you, you, you edge it a little bit. That's what I, that's how I solve the problem. <laughs> when I start noticing that it gets bad, I, I splice the audio and I edge it a little bit forward. <laughs> And the problem is that you don't have the time to do that when you get spaghettified and your entire being is stretched into a single line of atoms. Or you have an infinite amount of time to do it. 
That's also true. Yeah. You don't need to worry about the deadline of when the episode comes out in that case. Yeah. Uh, But unfortunately, there's not like a solution to this. I... I been, we, maybe we should jump into a black hole because this is due tomorrow. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> finished recording it. No, I can, I'm gonna knock this motherfucker out. You fuck yeah. I, I have I have turned podcasts. I have turned an hour podcast around in an hour. <laughs> Holy shit! Was it a very good job? Oh no! <laughs> but I did do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I I do wonder. I've been wondering that. I don't know what Andrew's recording setup is. But mm-hmm. I wonder if the differences are more severe when it's different recording interfaces. So if you're using a blue snowball and your friend uses a blue snowball and everybody on your podcast uses a blue snowball, is that drift better or worse than like if you're using a blue snowball and somebody's using like a mic from Razor and then somebody's using like a, you know, like a an interface that uses an external microphone and stuff like that. I wonder if you might actually be onto something with that, because this isn't a problem that I've observed having, except when I like fuck up the synchronization at the start manually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that um, myself and Jacqueline, my co-host, we both record on Blue Snowballs. I also so noticed that, that, that the problem be becomes more severe the more people I have on the recording, uh-huh. um, because you're going to fall out of line. You, you're going to definitely, like, when you... If it's you and one other person, there's a solid chance that you're not going to fall out enough in alignment that you're going to notice. Yeah. But if it's you and six other people, somebody's going to. <laughs> <laughs> and so that might be it might also just be like the law of averages is just like the more people you add to it, the more likely somebody is going to be just shifted. Like there's some drift between the different computers. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But it also I, I it's one of those things where it's like that requires me to like get a whole bunch of stuff and like record things remotely and who know, like it also could be a thing of like, if you're in different parts of the country, cause I don't know if like, maybe it's even worse between like the U S and the UK because you guys are on six, like you're on 50 Hertz and we're on 60 Hertz here. Uh huh. So I say, as it, if I knew that at all before you said it, <laughs> yeah, your, your shit actually runs slower than the it does in the U S. <laughs> video games like uh analog video games ran different uh oh like yeah the, yeah that's why there's like different regional variants mm-hmm. so the it's the same like most different pe- different power grids run a different like a yeah. s- like a hertz cycle um i know enough about electrical engineering to like be able to say the the thing with clock speeds is i don't understand because it it's computers if it's like just uh-huh. electricity i understand it <laughs> I see, I see. I was an electrician for a very short period of time, so. I've got a, a D in A-level physics, so that's, <laughs> that's my electrical expertise. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know why it's happening, Andrew. I do not have a solution as to how to fix it, outside of maybe making sure that all of your people are on exactly the same gear that might limit the that might limit the drift, but I don't know if it will prevent it. Uh, the real solution is when you notice it gets a little bit bad, I just urge it. And then usually that fixes it for the rest of the track. Like whenever so, I urge. So to be clear, the, the official podcast garage uh, uh, advice on this one is that this is just some shit that you kind of got to eat. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to eat it. <laughs> yeah. It's an unfortunate fact of life. All right. So next up is Izzy and August, they both have questions about social media. 
what's the best way to promote the podcast on social media? How do I remember to post on social media enough so people can find my podcast? So I have spent most of this recording so far trying to jump in with some kind of dumb shit joke uh, before Brian (laughs) starts talking because I know that I'm not going to actually have anything to contribute when it comes to sound engineering. Uh, But I do actually have some stuff about this because I run the Unwise Girls Twitter account. Good, because I'm I'm dog shit at social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is just a case of like getting into the habit of uh, posting when you have an episode is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think because that just it means that every week you on the day that the episode goes up, you are logging into the Twitter, you are reminded that it exists and that you should possibly engage with it at some point. Uh, I also think like one way to dive like it, one thing that's made it a little bit more enjoyable for me is like making just shit posts and memes about yeah. whatever the, the subject is. Things that drive engagement. Yeah, but like that you also like to do. Not making an engagement TM post that is like a million hashtags, mm-hmm. which like technically possibly could have a better chance of getting more traction, but also like if you are making things that you think are funny or interesting, <laughs> that take They're you like get ten minutes with, yeah, yeah, that take you like ten minutes to knock out in Paint.net, it's you're not going to procrastinate on it as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we did tag out for a little bit of extra help on this one. <laughs> <laughs> from shannon thank you shannon whose job is social media uh (laughs) that is more of a qualification than i have Mm -hmm. so shannon's advice is this uh this is verbatim what shannon says so this is an unpopular opinion but i don't recommend twitter for anyone it's like drinking from a fire hose (laughs) (laughs) um which is it is kind of a a, a gaping mile. I don't think I think it can be part of a strategy. I don't recommend Twitter for anyone. Is just like on its own. That's good advice. I I endorse that. <laughs> um, Facebook is also pretty much useless unless you pay for it. Which mm-hmm. even then, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of use out of it. You are going to get drowned out by QAnon posts. Truly. Uh, Shannon suggests going for Instagram with pics and reels and then you putting those reels onto TikTok because they're functionally this. for those who don't know, Instagram has basically TikTok because all fucking social media platforms are like merging into the same amalgamation as they all try to be like each other and turning into yeah. this horrible fucking gray goo nightmare. Yeah. And YouTube maybe is going to break all of it next year, but OK. Uh, oh, hold on. What? <laughs> whoa, 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 what? Oh, YouTube's <laughs> going to monetize their shorts. Oh, no. Uh, So that means you can get paid to do your TikToks as opposed to the awful payment system that TikTok has. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you just take a million sponsorships for a vape or something? Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you when you go live on TikTok, uh, if they like somebody does a donation or whatever during your stream, TikTok takes 80 percent of that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. YouTube can really fuck them over by just paying people even a little bit more. Just 75 percent. Yeah. And they're dead. I mean, YouTube's breakdowns on live, like on their live streams is pretty good, actually. Um, anyways, uh, also, Shane suggests that your logo needs to be extremely readable on social media, even when it's like super teeny weeny. Uh, I, I probably need to like update the Unwise Girls logo in light of this because ours is dog shit for readability. Oh, yeah. Uh, the room where it takes- happens is too. Uh, I went the I decided I'm like, well, I can either go readability or I can pretend I'm friends at the table. And I decided to pretend I'm friends at the table. Listen, there's Uh, nothing wrong with that. 
I think our look, Lou, who does our logos, does a fucking phenomenal job. <laughs> uh, I think we have uh, some great looking logos. Jack keeps uh, yelling at me to listen to friends at the table, and I, I will one day. It's a, it's good. It's long. <laughs> it's so long. Every you episode get, is like four hours. It is. You just got to sh- jump in when a new season starts, or listen to Marielda. I've been I've been trying the one I got the furthest in was Partisan I think I got like seven mm-hmm. episodes into that before I kind of peed out. They got they got wild with episode lengths in Partisan, but that was also during the pandemic, and I think they were just on one. I see. Yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary the Marielda arc is the best place to start. The episodes are a decent length, and it's a con- tight contained story. I might do that because I've tried I've tried. Um, partisan and counterweight because those are like the sci-fi seasons mm-hmm. and i do like some sci-fi but if marielda is a better place to jump in i might try that i think it's the best place because also marielda is not it's not it's kind of like uh it's got like a solid like dishonored vibe Ooh, because mm-hmm. they're playing uh they're playing um blades in the dark so which just sounds like corvo's job description yeah I mean, Blades in the Dark is basically dishonored <laughs> with the serial numbers <laughs> filed off. The, the world. Um, but yeah, uh, so you uh, to Izzy's th- this kind of like leans more toward Izzy's thing, but you need to post regularly. It's exactly like what Jane was saying. You've got to post regularly. The algorithm uh, and, will write you off as dead if you. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to post about shit that your audience cares about. Exactly like Jane was saying, like making like memes and shit like that that you find funny that obviously your audience will probably find funny because they're listening to you already Uh they they probably share some level of humor with you like being genuine about it is the is the key thing here but also you've got to do the thing because otherwise you just get washed away in the ocean Mm -hmm. um you've also got to engage with your audience so you've got to like talk to them in comments and stuff like that so you can't you can't be introverted (laughs) Or you've got to push through the introvertedness. <laughs> uh, Shannon suggests that if it's a pain in your ass to post in the moment, or if you're, uh, or, or if you procrastinate it, use Canva to create a content calendar and schedule posts ahead of time. Apparently, there's a paid version of Canva that's like fifteen dollars a month. Shannon says it's extremely worth it. Uh, you can schedule your stuff right from inside of Canva where you're creating it, and it's basically like InDesign but for like normal people. um i think also discord communities work really well i know we're all in like a billion fucking discords i think the key thing with a discord community is you've got to you have you have got to engage with your community when you make a discord community Uh, yeah 100 percent. i discord is probably the the place where like we form we don't have ridiculous numbers for the standing stones which is like the podcasting group that i am part of uh, Mm and that all of my shows are on um we don't like none of us have like ridiculous numbers but goddamn if they are not fucking consistent from week to week to week because we have drilled into a core audience and it grows slowly but sustainably which is also there's also the thing of like just straight up the thing about like if you make things that you find funny and post them then your audience will like them because they share a level of like humor and interest with you that goes in reverse. Like you'll you'll probably enjoy talking to at least a, a good proportion of the people in your uh, like Discord server. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be an asshole occasionally. That just happens. But right, you just kick them out <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, exactly. You just kick them, and for the most part, they're probably they're probably all cool. I also 
it is key to is real easy when you're first building a community too. Keep in mind that like you can form genuine friendships out of this, but also keep in mind that like you are in the position of somebody who somebody looks up to in this. And so you edit the onus is on you to like try your best tonight, like, not create or be a fucking weirdo. Like keep, don't create parasocial relationships. If you can avoid it. Keep in mind the classic acronym DNT. Do not Travis. Exactly. Do not Travis. Uh, <laughs> so. But yeah. Um, we, just keep that in mind. Don't be a fucking weirdo. Um, and by weirdo, I mean a fucking creepo. Yeah. I mean, that's just good advice for life, really. Truly. But yeah, the easiest way to ga- stay engaged on social media is you've just got you got to post. That's the real the real secret is you just got to post. The the grind is real. Truly. <laughs> uh but I mean, you know, make it personal if you kind of like lean into like the things that you find interesting, it makes it a lot less of a grind. Yeah, like I I don't know, to pick a really dumb example, um I was posting some stuff about uh because we've recently moved on to Heroes of Olympus mm-hmm. uh on, on Wise Girls, uh and just just I made a little post about how long the books were, and for a size comparison, put uh, some Gumpler next to one, because I've been really getting into Gumpler lately. Hell yeah. I don't know, it just, it just made it more fun to have that little Gundam standing next to it looking confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just gotta bl- blend your interests. Uh, people are going to like like your stuff as long as you make your stuff. Oh, that's really cute. Is that uh, <laughs> is that Exia? Uh, Barbatos. Barbatos, Okay. Exia and Barbados look almost the same unless they're carrying their weapon to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I, I have Gundam Double O opinions. Don't get me started, or I'm gonna. I, I also yell. do. I yeah. The <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> I do too. I cannot wait for GGP to get there. Uh, um, I need yeah. Great Gundam Project is one of those other things that I need to get onto eventually. Starting at the start of a season and or turn A is where I would suggest. Uh huh. Uh, the A in turn got- A stands for uh, turn Austin because I know the Austin <laughs> Walk is on that one. <laughs> True. Well, he was on. Uh, he was on for Wing too, but Wing is not as good of a show as Turn A Gundam is. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Turn A Gun. I didn't watch Turn A Gundam until I watched that, and it maybe is one of the best animes I've ever watched. Period. I I am fascinated by that. I I need I need to sit down and watch Turn A because my my favorite currently is definitely I Am Blooded Orphans. Iron Blood Orphans is pretty. I'm liking G Witch now too. It's yes. Fun and dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, enjoying g- Gundam GX. Yeah, give give me Utena in space, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that is hopefully that that gives you at least a game plan uh, as far as social media goes for your podcast. I'm much better at technical shit than I am at like. Uh, the things that make the podcast go burr. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, all, it all makes the podcast go burr in the end. <laughs> all right. And I think we've got a special question from uh, from somebody that you know, Jane. Yes, uh, my dear friend and co-host Jacqueline, uh, who I run on Wise Girls with, uh, very kindly took the time out to send us in a question. Great. 
Let's let hear it. Hello, Brian. And uh, actually, I, I didn't do enough research. I'm not sure who your co-host is, but hello, Brian. I'm a huge fan of yours. My name is Jacqueline. Uh, I'm sending this in because I have a podcasting problem and I could use your advice. Lately, I have been having trouble uh, because honestly, my co-host and I of my main podcast just don't vibe. I love podcasting and I've been doing it for a couple of years now, but having to get through every episode, pretending to laugh at jokes, uh, like pretending to agree with things that she thinks are salient points, it's, it's really hard to force myself in this way. So I want to know what sort of advice you have on either approaching this, cutting off the relationship entirely, maybe finding a different way to like vent my podcasting needs. What do you think? Uh, thank you for all the help, Brian, and uh, whoever your co-host is. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, uh, so I think uh, that's going to do it for the first episode of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, sounds garage. like a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast garage with Brian and Jay. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast garage. Congratulations to the podcast minds on hundred episodes. Truly, you guys are like the most, like the most inside baseball podcast, a podcast for <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> It's so good. Absolute, like a a thing of beauty, and I look forward to listening to it every fucking week. (laughs) Agreed. Um, but yeah, I think that is it. Uh, hopefully you liked this, whatever this fucking was. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RoomwarePod, where I post irregularly and very rarely about the podcast that I make. It's mostly my political opinions, which is exactly what you want on your uh podcast feed uh, 100%. Jane, yeah jade where can they find you uh you can find my personal twitter which some of us maintain <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh at janie shivers uh which is also because of recent events mostly me yelling about politics <laughs> uh although we'll turn into yelling about doctor who in about a week uh, and you can oh. find unwise girls on twitter at unwise girls uh to find all the links to like episodes and stuff like that All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, Goodbye. Bye, everyone.